on the viewpoint. Seven after 21, we're back. This is the final stretch on Wednesday. And that word, Wednesday, should trigger this. Hashtag business on Wednesday. The African Business Leadership Awards were recently held. Somebody who spoke to us earlier in the year, Ms. Darlene Menzies, the Chief Executive Officer of FinFind, who gave us a teaser here and there. She surely has no room to hide this evening. Darlene, good evening. Thanks for joining us. Okay, so good to be with you again. Hi. Excellent. It's great to be here. In a world where there is little inspiration in the way of leadership, is that narrative any different in the African Business Leadership Awards? Your thoughts? Yes, so um, African Leadership Awards um, out of the UK and the USA was held to basically um, celebrate African leaders from uh, presidents of countries and regulators and and uh, um, CEOs of different uh, big multinationals as well as entrepreneurs, and really just to highlight some of the good work that is being done in the continent. So the awards were actually held a couple of hours ago. Um, everyone was presented with their various awards. I think there were 220,000 nominations and 17 winners. So yeah, I think there are some things to be celebrated. Uh, a lot of women leaders um, that were that were um, that were recognised, and um, yeah, I think some good work being done on the continent in this difficult time. The awards attracted, as you said, 220,000 nominations from across the continent this year. From this wealth, only 17 winners were chosen for their unique contributions to growing African business and affirming the continent's position on the global stage as an economic powerhouse, not just in its own right, as an economic powerhouse, full stop. Of those names, 17 one of them is Darlene Menzies, Special African Business Leadership Commendation Award. Many congratulations to you, Darlene, for this. Tell us more about your award and the contribution that this winner, Darlene Menzies, has made in the financial year in question. Thanks, Ngeza. Yeah, I was very honoured to be uh, named among such um, esteemed company as uh, as the other winners and the nominees. And I think really it's it's all around the the $5 trillion credit gap for SMEs in the continent and how innovation and, and entrepreneurship is really um, the answer to, uh, to, to the economic development and job creation in the continent. And then just recognizing some of the work that we've been doing, not just myself, but obviously I'm recognized my, um, you know, for the, the, the work that the team and myself have done in, uh, in, in FinFind, which is our application that helps link small business with, um, with funding. And as we know, during, uh, the COVID lockdown, particularly many, many small businesses uh, were desperately needing funding to be able to sustain themselves, um, uh, you know, through the period when they weren't um, um, earning revenue. And I think it was through some of that work and also our other product, SMEZ, which is an online accounting system um, that uh, that helps a lot of, um, um, you know, yes, uh, lo- uh, young startups and other small businesses who are really struggling to, to manage their finances. So I think it was particularly those two um, um, products that have, have um, been able to, to, get, uh, to get us this attention, and we're very, very grateful for it. I'm going to ask you something which I ask with the utmost of sincerity. Here's why. Maria Ramos, yep. Stephen Saad, Puti Mahanyade Dabengwa, Patrice Mutsepe, these names were shortlisted. They brought home no bacon. Of these names, you did. You brought home the bacon. 
picture this as a scenario. You are in the lift, bottom floor, and you've got 20 floors to the top. In the same lift with you is the Minister of Small Business, Kumbu Zonchawin. What do you say to her? Because what you would be saying is very authoritative. African-wide authoritative. What would you say to her in terms of making at least sure that these thousands of small businesses who are looking for just that gap, as it were, in relation to finance, if it's not finance or capital, but something which would be the equivalent, if it's space here, if it's settling of a particular judgment, which is precluding them from accessing more funds, if it is land, if it is the generation of a license before a particular cutoff time. What would you say to this person as a pitch for her to get her department right? Because ultimately, what this is all about is making sure that these guys, the engine room of the economy, has got breathing room. What do you say to her? 20 floors, two minutes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the, the, whole, the whole thing is that the, the department's responsibility is policy, but you can't set policy without data-backed evidence around where the actual gaps are. And I think um, there needs to be far more public-private partnership opportunities where the real data that exists, for instance, in like an engine like FinFind, that we can show the real challenges of where, uh, where banks and, and other lenders are, are not actually um, allowing small businesses to pass the assessments because of their one-size-fits-all type SME credit scoring systems. And that includes CIFA and some of the other DFRs and government uh, um, uh, development finance institutions that are still using very traditional ways mm. of looking at SMEs. Mm. So I would say to them, you know, uh, start working more with entrepreneurs and, and with, with, with the data and, and start looking at policies and programs that are actually addressing the gaps as opposed to tick box exercises that, uh, you know, that are really not, uh, not touching sides. And just to bring a small correction, Patrice actually uh, won the Lifetime Achievement Award. So he was among uh, one of the winners, um, uh, as you mentioned oh, well, earlier. Oh, well. yeah. Sure, thanks for that. We don't want to have a billionaire after my tail. Legal fees no, alone sure. would be enough for me to your bacon then. <laughs> Indeed. Final <laughs> question to you, because, I mean, this is something which is quite critical and we can't leave it without further examination, so to speak. A lot of South African SMMEs are off the grid. They've got troubles with data, being on the internet, having the simple thing which many of us take for granted because we're exposed to it, a printer and cartridges that print. The ability to get your application in on the same day that you discover it. What if it's three o'clock and you've got until 4.30 to get it in there? Many businesses at that point simply give up because they don't have the infrastructure set up to be able to access or be in a position to access that opportunity. How do we get industry to adapt to that reality and how do we get the SMMEs to adapt to the reality of commerce that you've got to be on a basic grid, so to speak, to be able to participate in an economy that is fast becoming digital? Yeah. Look, in this country, um, you know, the, 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 the price of data is ridiculous and, you know, it really needs to be almost a human right. The same way we have access to water, electricity, and we deserve a roof over our head, I think data should be accessible to every single person in South Africa because ultimately, you know, that bridge, you know, the digital divide bridges, the, the, you know, will sort out the Gini coefficient in the, in the country. We have this massive divide between rich and poor. So, 
that's the first thing. I mean, government and organizations like CEDA do have a footprint in every town and city in the country that allows people access to, to the Internet in those facilities to be able to get applications in on time. But like you know, many people are sitting at home, um, mm. uh, may have a smartphone, but no access. So, I mean, I think we need to continue to lobby government and, and the telco, uh, the, 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 you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the multinationals, the telcos, to, to really um, make that affordable for, for small business owners and consumers in the country. It's one of my big crimes at the moment. Okay, well then, this conversation then has to move to the fact that, and Mr. Derek Sykes is on hold. One quick question, please, Derek, with your indulgence. Talking about data, the release of Spectrum cannot therefore be negotiable. The president had promised us at the beginning of the year in the State of the Nation address that the rollout for more Spectrum will be available, the Spectrum auction. Surely then, that is like, as a matter of course, has to happen, has to happen in this year. Darlene? Seems like Darlene and I are no longer connecting. I beg your pardon for that, folks. It would have been an interesting question to have her respond to. But in any event, Mr. Derek Sykes will respond to that, who is the commercial director at Payflex. He will be on the line immediately after this very short break.